Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Sammy Roberts. I'm the editor of PC Gamer. I'm joined by Phil Savage and Andy Kelly. This is Andy's last uh, podcast with us as a regular uh, contributor, just just because he's going to move to York yep. and uh, abandon us. But he'll be back once a month, and we may have some other podcast-related shenanigans planned yeah. involving Andy. It's Kelly. not the last you'll be hearing me of me but it's the last you'll be hearing of me regularly. Yeah. The first part of that sounded like um, some kind of I'm swearing vengeance line in a movie or something. <laughs> I will but return. you will hear from my yeah. children. In this life of the next I shall podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, can't stop me. That's good. So that's probably a very emotional moment for some of you. Um, and uh, yeah. Cyber <laughs> says with no emotion in his voice whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm emotional, but I've processed all of this. So I'm, I'm currently able to live with myself, which is good. We've got a bunch of games to talk about today. Um, I've just realised that my list of them doesn't actually uh, display on my phone, but uh, I think I can remember them all. Cool. Um, there's Rhyme, there's Tokyo 42, mm. there is Danger Zone, which Phil's been playing, and there is also Vanquish Vanquish, and Perception. I think that's all of them, actually, maybe one missing. But um, yeah, that's largely what we've been playing. Um, so I guess then we'll start with Tokyo 42, because that is out the closest today. to when we're recording. Yeah, actually. as if we record this, it's out in like two hours or something. Yes. So. Yeah. And, um, it's also, uh, I think, a game we've been kind of interested in for a while. It looks uh, spectacular. It's just kind of like 2D, almost like a GTA pastiche fire sort of like yeah, a slightly, I don't know, anime-ish look. Of, I don't know. It's hard to It's describe. more um, it's like um, 3D, yeah. isometric. It's yeah. Like, yeah. GTA 2 meets the opening credits to Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I get that reference. Andy, have you seen Silicon <laughs> no, Valley? Don't get you really it. really like Silicon Valley, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, it's on, my, it's on my, my short list. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. It's definitely better than Veep, anyway. Uh, you're, listening true, to, yeah. you're listening to the TV show podcast. <laughs> um, TV <yeah>. chat. <laughs> so, Tokyo 42, yeah, it's from these two guys who are th- fairly young guys, I think. Mm. They're brothers, uh, and they make games in this house. So, I'm literally describing most game developers there, probably. Mm. Um, so, Andy, what, what what's the sort of deal with it? Yeah, I just reviewed it. Um, it's the GTA comparison is valid in some ways, but it's in a way less of a simulated city. I mean, there's like people roaming around, but they're all just kind of like herds of of AI bodies. Whereas GTA has some little simulation elements, like firemen running into bit out of fire, mm. you know, people carjacking their car back after you carjack it off of them, which technically isn't a carjacking. They're just <laughs> taking their property back. Yeah. Um, so there's n- there's none of that really. I mean, you you kill people and the cops will come. That's the most simulated aspect of it. Um, but on, on a to go high level again, what the hell is it? It is kind of like <clears throat> you're in a in this futuristic Tokyo, which really has nothing in common with actual Tokyo, hmm. apart from some you know neon billboards. It's like a totally weird, abstract, cubist labyrinth of a city it doesn't really look like you know there's no identifiable landmarks you know from tokyo right um but set in the far future you're an assassin in this city and um that's basically it. you run around taking contracts uh and you're a contract killer and you get money for it and the more missions you do you unlock harder contracts you can spend the money on better weapons and it you know escalates in that that video gamey way Mm. um but it's kind of it's open world um you can roam around freely in this thing, this isometric city, diorama-esque city, but you can, um, you spin the camera around, you know, and it does, it, one of my, I'll, I'll dive right in with a criticism now, is that the camera, you can only move it in quarters, you know, like that sort of um, right. four stages of movement instead of th- freely rotating, and that can cause problems, because a lot of the time I found, I felt like 
the action was being obscured, you know, by like buildings fade away, um, like foliage fades away if it, if it, you know, enters the camera area, but it still felt enclosed in and claustrophobic and quite hard to see things. And yeah. Quite hard to get a sense of where I was firing and where enemies were. Mm. It was just a, a, a yeah, sent <clears throat> sort of confusing maze-like feel to it, um, which, you know, in some ways gives you that sense of being in a maze-like labyrinthine future city, but practically it's quite annoying well, sometimes. there is a reason that most third-person games don't do combat systems that way, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, it seems like maybe that's a kind of victim of them coming up with this incredibly cool, yeah. uh, you know, visual style, but that's actually quite hard to marry to, you yeah. know, existing sort of shooter ideas. There's stuff. a bit where you have to drive a motorcycle... Um, and it's a checkpoint race, and it's it's near unplayable. It's awful because uh, when you reach a corner, you've got to swivel the camera around by a quarter, and it has this sort of laboured like lurching. It doesn't instantly flick. It's got like a uh. sort of slightly drunken like I'm turning the camera around now, like it's heaving itself around, which means that when you're trying to turn a corner quickly, as the countdown's ticking down, you know you end up you know um, smashing into a wall or driving off uh, ramp at the wrong angle and falling down a hole mm. and dying and that just that was really frustrating but that was one little blip you know um the, the majority of the game is kind of very lightweight immersive semi feel where there's a target at, usually at the top of the building there's a restricted area there's tons of baddies protecting him and you have to get in and kill the guy and how you do that is up to you um and that's the most fun thing about it is going right how am i going to do this and you can you know find a vantage point and snipe him from afar um you can, you know, mix and match the weapons and tools you have, um, or you can just go in with your katana, which is one of the most fun ways to play it, where you can just sort of sneak. Um, you can crouch, and there's some rudimentary stealth um, lines of sight and stuff, and you can crouch around with your katana and, like, silently knife all the baddies up and then reach the target and kill them and then jump off the roof, you know, and complete the mission. It feels really good. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. So that that there are moments when it feels really, really fun and quite, um, yeah, you, you get a sense of being able to be creative there's a lot of moments where you just mess up and have to improvise and I love that as well that's the immersive simi thing again like a very that sense of like right I've screwed this up but there might be another way to do it like so you can you know mix and match your tactics and that there is that is the most fun thing about it but the the clumsy camera the sort of slightly floaty jumping um the aiming which is a loads better with it. I started playing with a gamepad because I thought this looks like the kind of game you want to play with a gamepad. Just has that, you get that vibe from it. But really, it's worse. Mm. You need that mm, mouse yeah. precision for the aiming because it's that sort of hold the button down. You see like a line, and you sort of precisely aim. And it's way, it's clearly designed for a mouse and keyboard. So because it's not just yeah. about like where you're aiming positionally as well. Like there's there's a sort of distance plays part in it and yeah. like the surface level of that. I can yeah, imagine if you move the, the mouse would be up, a complete nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's not very good at all. You can move the mouse up and down to change the arc of like a grenade throw. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 yeah, it's just kind of like a, I mean, it's got like the, you'll get in those situations where there'll just be a wall of bullets coming towards you. It'll be like a shoot em up almost, but they're all quite slow moving so you can sort of weave between them. Um, your guns start out very slow moving projectiles, but you can upgrade to faster um, bullets, which makes it a bit more fun and immediate. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it doesn't quite come together, and it really—I don't think if the game didn't have that really striking art style, people would be nearly mm. as interested in it. I don't think I would have liked it as much. It, that the city, and the the atmosphere of it, and the sense of uh, how busy it is, and you know, it, it's a big part of what makes it. You know, what made me like it to a degree. Yeah, I do agree with you. Like that, the um, 
I mean, using the katana is one of the most fun ways, partly because it means you can stay in stealth, and I found, like, the bullet hell action sequence mm. type stuff. Again, because of the positioning of an isometric-style camera, it's quite hard to, like, dodge bullets in a 360-degree kind of space when you're looking at it from a, a kind of diagonal angle. Mm. Uh, it's it's just quite a confusing trick to get yeah, you around. Like. Especially if you're, like, in a frantic situation where you've got to jump over some rooftops to get away from a big mm. wall of bullets, it's hard to gauge the depth. Um, a, prob- a problem a lot of isometric games have, particularly platformers. I remember I had this with uh, Lumo, which I really enjoyed Lumo, but some of the jumping was really annoying because it was isometric and it's hard to gauge depth, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can um, tell they know it's going to be a problem because there's like UI elements yeah. that try and... Like, a little circle like, beneath you, yeah. circle beneath you at all times with the line tracing down and the way that the aiming works is all sort of UI-based. Try right, and right. kind of but even with that make guy- those layers a bit more... Yeah natural but you like so it's not like they're doing their best they can with a system that possibly isn't suited to this camera style yeah it feels like they went oh yeah jumping doesn't really work in this isometric view let's put this circle thing in but even with that guide circle i still found myself falling off buildings a lot mm. hmm. oh, oh wow what an interesting odd game like i am yeah. um, i i kind of uh i sense that maybe I don't know. I wonder if maybe there should have been some other use of the setting that wasn't so dependent on, you know, uh, sort of st- action staples, basically. Mm. Just maybe more of an exploration game or maybe a narrative game. Well, or I'd love like to that. see, like, some sort of, like, uh, management or sim game with that art style. Like, mm. maybe you're managing, like, a futuristic metropolis in some way. A and sim you know, city style. Yeah, maybe not even bit. a city builder, but just, like, uh, you're, you're, like, you're running a crime empire in this city and you can see the little diorama city like adapt to the decisions you make or something like that that's cool i say i've read through your review andy so um the writing was another of your uh, oh yeah right yeah it's really it's it's bizarre you've got this like quite refined art style um this looks very considered and very clean and cool and then the writing is like sort of trying to be funny and it's really not it's like very zane zany writing like mm. um and quite um just doesn't it didn't it never fitted with the and the, the story as well is has nonsense it's like right you've been framed for a murder the only way you can clear your name is to become a, a, an assassin it's like huh just no uh, just you just, become a murderer in this world where no one can die yeah and then yeah because everyone takes this yeah medicine that makes you come back to life but it's just like it seemed like such a clumsy how do we it's like you didn't need to just say you're a sa- you're, you're an, an assassin, assassin yeah. and, to- and futuristic Tokyo. Well, that's enough. You don't need this stupid <laughs> um, narrative uh, through line that's trying to give it a sense of like it's, it's like unearned mystery. It's like oh, who framed you? It's like, I don't care. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't earned it. Yeah, I sort of like um, I, I thought that, that I've only played the first like ten minutes or so, but I uh, two things about this game. One, it's the game that made me realise I need to get an eye test and get some glasses because your character is tiny. Yeah. And I try playing on my TV. This game's coming out on Xbox One, and I've no idea how people will play on a TV. No yeah. Idea. You need I, a monitor, I think. It's, I've been playing it in 4K, and the character is like three pixels high or something. I, 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 I got used to it, but at first I kept losing track of myself. And yeah, it's, it's weird that you can't fully zoom in. Like, I, w- I would have just loved free camera control. Like, mm. in, you know, when you hold the middle mouse button and total one, you can just spin it any which mm. way you like. Yeah, yeah. It would have and zoom right into, like... Because the, the characters are all really low-poly. Like, it would have looked nice to zoom in and see these little low-poly models. Like, it wouldn't have... They wouldn't have had to have super detailed character models like in Total War. They could have kept the art style and let you go right down to street level. Yeah. Because it's all very flat mm. and and uh, yeah, low poly and stylized. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they stuck to this sort of laboured three-quarter camera lurching yeah. spin thing instead of just. Three mouse would have probably solved some of the like. Cause it's quite difficult to like hit Q and E at 
like you have to take your hands off you, you know your fingers off the a and the d to move to strafe mm-hmm. to hit q or e right yeah and it's yeah. like okay this is actually quite awkward yeah. but, uh, uh, an awkward set of interactions for you know the one hand yeah it's, i mean it's not it's not a bad game i had some fun with it i, I sure, in yeah. my review i talk i you know tell uh, one anecdote of a great moment where i've where i thought this is brilliant like i had a really fun uh, unplanned moment of like emergence but mm. I've, you know felt really cool and cyberpunky but then you know those were for every one of those there was a lot of frustration and some weird missions where you know it's really you know you, you get a target and there's no real context for it you know you just you just it could be killing anyone like it's 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 quite overwritten in some ways. In other ways, it's just like, you kill this person. You're like, uh, you could have put a little interesting story in there or something mm. to give it some, you know, like just some backstories flavor. for the targets. Yeah, like some Hitman style. This guy's a crazy, yeah, you know, murderer. So he deserves to die. I don't know. So it's, it felt quite uneven and story-wise. I think it's, it's best to ignore the story if you're okay. going to play it. Strikes me as something that's got a bit of like potential cult appeal to it, and then maybe the when the dev second swing, they'll learn a lot about uh, making action games. And it sounds like some real potential in it, basically. Oh yeah, for it's some fun action like knockout stuff there. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's a decent enough shooter. Um, There's some yeah. cool AI stuff, like if you if the cops come in, um, or if you you can basically force two gangs to fight each other by like alerting one gang and mm. then running to another gang's territory with them in tow, and then just disappearing away while they fight each other some cool little system stuff like that mm. also the disguise system is great your, your character doesn't have, look like anyone they change their appearances depends on which random civilian they look like and so if you get out of the line of sight of some enemies and press the this button you transform into another civilian model okay and then once you stroll back out they they've lost sight of you oh, that's cool. it's on a limited recharge which I like so it's really cool to like say you get into some really intense firefight on a roof you can jump off the roof back to street level duck behind a phone box whatever change it into another person and just stroll away whistling as they all you know panic and go where the hell did he go like mm. that stuff feels really good um, there's a button to put a coat on <laughs> I don't know why and then <laughs> you, you get a billowy cyberpunk coat that sort mm-hmm. of flaps behind you which is just nice to have it's on very when you, Kelly, yeah. yeah when you jump off buildings with that bad boy and it feels real nice and flappy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, i don't know there's no you know point to it you can also disguise yourself as other factions um which has got a really quick cool um it burns energy really fast but you can disguise yourself as one um type one gang member to sneak through their territory unscathed mm. so there's, there's some interesting stuff going on other than just shooting but yeah, it didn't all fully just come together for me. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, you can read Andy's review on PCGamer.com uh, and also in the magazine uh, very, very soon. And so, uh, yeah, uh, moving on to our next game then, Phil. You've been playing Danger Zone, which comes from the some of the Burnout devs um, who yes. also made Explosive Golf, which I think we gave a fairly scathing review to like last year. I think like 35% score. Yeah, so that really didn't hit with us. Although mm. I do know some people who really like that game, like Matt Castle used to work on OXM, was a big fan of it. Um, there are definitely some dangerous golf likers out there. That's very true. Mm. Um, and so this looks much more <laughs> in the kind of wheelhouse of a burnouty thing. Yeah, this is um, this is just straight. Uh, it, it mostly Burnout 3 takedown style crash mode. Um, although the, the, the twist of it is that you're not actually on real highways and roads. You're in like this giant test warehouse that creates VR simulated 
It's like because it, it was always always felt a bit weird, like slamming your car into school buses for points <laughs> and, bur- and burnout. Even though it was like such a weird simulated arcade world, it was still a bit like this is weird causing pileups for points. It's probably partly that. It's probably yeah. also partly because it saves you having to create outdoor assets, or you just have to create a bunch of roads. Oh, what? So is it? Is it like a? Does it look like a VR world? It doesn't have like. I, it looks like a warehouse. It oh, looks like you're in a yeah. giant warehouse with like a Tron-style grid pattern floor, oh. um, and then roads are sort of just materialize into it. It's interesting they didn't put like a sort of skybox in there though, and you know a few kind of like skyscrapers here or there. In the distance, I mean, it so. is very like when you know when you load up, it says like oh entering test zone or whatever, and you know you, uh, the doors open into the warehouse, and you, right. you're in like a car with crash test dummy style stickers on it. Okay, and, um, that's the theme they've gone for for whatever reason. Um, it's strange, but like the effect is the same as like the, these. It, I guess the one thing it does do is it gives them license to create bizarre highway layouts mm. that are completely unnatural and you know obviously wouldn't exist in real life, like things with like multiple levels or um, spiraling sections and jumps and just weird stuff that you know means they can they can make it more obviously video gamey mm. um, and. I, I, something about I, I really enjoyed the old burnout um, crash modes. I don't think those burnouts ever came to PC, although emulators exist. That's true. Is it just Paradise that came to PC? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah just Paradise. So the, the main crash modes were in Burnout Three Takedown and uh, Burnout Revenge, which I sort of preferred because it was just lunatic. It, it was complete lunacy. It was um, took everything from Burnout Three and possibly amped it up. So I haven't touched this ridiculous a little too much. Yeah, but, but I, I think love three that. is the one that everyone loved, isn't it? Yeah, and two as well. People would like two. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're wrong though. <laughs> Revenge was great. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, the, like I said, this is very much Burnout Three, which means it does feel a little bit more restrained. Um, it's it's a game about crashing and explosions, but it like the crashing doesn't feel particularly impactful or. Um, kind of particularly over the top the explosions are just sort of i don't know very weak and Hmm. the the destruction just isn't really there and like that's kind of the the you know the reason for the reason that of your game is these you know massive crashes that crash chains that you're trying to set up and it just doesn't feel great right um you sort of set them up and a bunch of cars sort of smash and jostle into each other and then that's kind of it, and you either have earned enough points. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was, I was just to... watching Andy fiddle with his microphone, and then almost pull his microphone off. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to tether a wire to it I watched for about, some reason. I watched about two minutes of that, yeah. and it was it was amusing. Um, sorry, Paul sorry. Carol. Continue. Cool. <laughs> Good podcasting. Nice. <laughs> hey, we said we weren't going to edit this one, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, you either got the score, uh, and you move on to the next set of road layouts or you haven't and you're forced to retry um or you fall off of one of the roads into the, like the little the tron pattern below at which right. point the simulation ends and it doesn't matter how many points you've earned you just insta fail um, that seems like a bad system that's it's pretty aggravating because there's no good reason for it like if you disappear you're not going to earn many more points if you know if you fall off the road to the warehouse below you, you're not going to earn any points because you're not actively participating in crashes and stuff yeah um but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe I've earned enough points before that point to 
justify unlocking the next level. But yeah, it doesn't maybe, matter. You're just like you're gone now. It seems like a better system would be to just cut it off once you've fallen out of the zone, and then you just get keep whatever points you've scored. Uh, I mean, I'm not a game designer, but you know that's, mm. uh, that sounds at least less annoying. It's uh, yeah, less annoying. Uh, like another annoying thing is like having to repeat these challenges. You have it feels like quite petty to say like oh you know it's probably like ten to fifteen seconds to restart each level when mm. you click through your menus and you wait for the countdown you know the three two one go and set off it's like it feels petty to criticize that but at the same time you, instant restart has become enough of a thing now for like these score chasing arcade games that you sort of miss it when it's not there right that kind of hotline Miami style tap R to restart you're instantly in the action. Yeah, way. like that has created a precedent. I get, I'm, I'm playing a lot of games these days actually where I expect that and it doesn't yeah. have it. And I'm like, obviously, it's hard to do depending on the type of game you're making. But, I'm sure it is, but, but yeah, it, it just like for that type of game, especially for a very trial and error based game that has, um, that has that failure component that means you might, you, you are yeah. going to be forced to restart sometimes. And like, and where the emphasis is on, like, even if you do succeed, playing over and over again to try and, you know, get the top medals and get to the higher leagues. Because there's only, like, 20 or so stages. You could probably blow through it in about an hour and a half. Mm. Um, but so so they really want you to, like, get involved in the leaderboards and, you know, get get the top scores to get the gold medals or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that just, like, it's... The interface is just slightly too annoying to make that pleasurable, I think. Right. Okay, interesting. Well, um, I uh, I must I seem to remember that Explosive Golf. One of the criticisms was that it didn't have that instant start thing. They did actually go in and patch it in eventually, I believe. But like, huh. um, yeah, that was one of the chief sort of criticisms is that you have to restart a lot, but it's not instantaneous. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly more forgiving. Like, there were only a few levels that I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do this over and over again, or like I didn't hit the score total. Yeah. But part of the problem is, is like, it seems kind of random, like. Um, there is definitely a pattern, and, and before each level, you have you get a flyover camera that sort of shows you how the stage will play out. So it's like, oh, at this point, this junction is going to have the cars go back and forth, and Melman they'll they'll appear on this junction, and then they'll appear down there. Right. So you know, like you have your, in, your initial crash, and you sort of know where that takes place, and then uh, you build up um, the kind of. Uh, exp- explosion thing where you can blow your car up and use aftertouch to try and move it and then you've got to sort of bounce between different injunctions. Oh, that's alright, that is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot like what happened in Burnout. Um, it's slightly, I find the um, sort of explosions, again, a bit too weak and that means you don't get much like aftertouch as it was called in Burnout where you can just move your car about mm. uh, unnaturally after an explosion. It's like you never move quite enough and that makes it feel quite again it makes it just feel a bit underwhelming because there's none of the like audacious like over the top stuff that you really want yeah um okay yeah it's like there there are some some satisfying challenges there but i just never like you want to feel cool things from explosions happening and you know you it's, it's they're designed to make you go wow that was cool and that looked really good and it just never really elicited any emotion from me is there any skill based in it isn't it just fling fling a car and you're at the mercy of the physics um so the skill is basically when you trigger your um i can't remember what they call it the the explosion 
thing that you get after so many cars hit you or after mm. you collect like these pickup icons like there are pickup icons money and other explosions like additional explosions mm. that you can pick up around the map and it's just it's about hitting these things in sequence in the right sequence to maximize the amount of cars that you mm. you know uh, get caught up in this explosion yeah so there, you know, there is some skill to that. I mean, it's still quite chaotic, and there are lots of random chance elements that can sort of affect you. Like things can go wrong for reasons that aren't entirely your fault a lot of the time. But um, you know, you can definitely go in with like a solid plan. That you know, if you execute it, you're like, oh, cool, yeah, that worked out quite well. But ultimately, you just see some sort of buses rub into each other, and you know, too few things exploding, and not really much sense of like the danger of it i mean you can say what you want about how weird it is to crash into buses on a highway in burnout 3 but like at least that had a kind of weird subversive little thrill to it of like oh this is you know transgressive i shouldn't be doing this also um it worked because it was a contrast to the game itself which was you know fundamentally still a racing game with nitrous and all that sort of stuff um so it was a kind of nice little kind of uh, you know uh, it accompanied that quite yeah, well yeah yeah it was a good palette cleanser between like doing actual races and mm. obviously there's none of that here you are just going through the crash stages and it um, is quite cheap to be fair it's 10 quid yeah yeah so you know like it, it, if you really kind of miss that thrill then it's potentially good for that uh, i mean if you miss that thrill like find a way to acquire and play uh burnout three takedown or yeah, burnout absolutely. revenge okay i mean enough. yeah even at 10 quid i don't really recommend this i don't think it's, okay i mean it's sort of fine but just incredibly underwhelming there's sort of no real reason for burnout to go away was there i mean i'm pretty I sure i don't get it no I'm pretty sure paradise did well then criterion scaled down and then that was now they're kind of working on kind of a, a bit of battlefront like why did that series not continue that makes and we're sort of stuck with need for speed which is sort of like <coughs> not had a great few years. I mean, the last great Need for mm. Speed was a Criterion game. It was the most wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It feels like Burnout. Yeah, was quite always quite low key, popular, uh, successful. I, I wonder if the sales Burnout just leveled Paradise out. Paradise just seemed to do great guns. Yeah. So, like that seemed to be the real breakout for them. Yeah. And yeah. Strange. Um, but hey, I mean, you know, uh, it doesn't sound like that, that kind of game's really in vogue at the moment. Mm. But um, okay, Phil. Interesting. Uh, one of the games that I've been playing then. I've reviewed two games this month. I'm going to first talk about Perception because it's the one that I'm uh, I found the most boring. Um, it, <laughs> it's been a lot of underwhelming games. This well, I've reviewed three games in a row, and I feel my hit rate is a bit lower than I'd liked. So I, I got Little Nightmares, Rhyme, and you like Perception. Little Nightmares, yeah. I did like Little Nightmares, mm-hmm. and Andy's been playing that. And it's very good, isn't it? Yeah, I just finished it. I loved it. I, mm. I maybe liked it a bit more than you. Actually, I read your review after playing it and agreed with most of it, but I thought I would have. I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but it's still mm. you, know, you give it like a high score. It's yeah, an it's, amazing experience. Maybe a bit short and some annoying che- checkpoints placed just before having to push a box. Yes, <laughs> for a I, long time. <laughs> I also didn't want to score it much more above inside, which you give it seventy six. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of a consideration as well. If it's it was like, a bit longer, I think I would have preferred it to inside. I think some of the visual stuff going on, especially in chapter four and on the um, the guest area of the ship, is one of the most weirdest things I've ever seen in a game. Yeah. Like. Well, not weird as such as just striking. Like, I posted a video of that bit on Twitter, and people, and it was really interesting that loads of people, um, it, it got retweeted lo- way more than I thought, and people were like, "Oh, I bought the game based on this." I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Like, people didn't had never heard of the game, and it, what makes me think there was some sort of marketing feel with that game because I had no idea that stuff was in it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's interesting because I, I sort of like I think they very much sold it on. I think Edge did a cover, and they very much sold mm. it on the sort of chef element, which yeah. is. That's the you know, weakest bit, I'd say. 
the chef. It might be, yeah. I well, mean, like, Johnny um, Longarms, he's scarier than the chef. That's a very good. That was a very good. The first <laughs> time you see that move around, the animation yeah. is amazing. And that feeling, there's a, basically, there's a man with very long arms that's chasing you around. And <laughs> is he legit called Johnny? No, he's oh, not. No. <laughs> that's what I've christened him. He's called, he's called the janitor, but Johnny Longarms is better. But the, the brilliant thing is that you don't feel safe anywhere because his long, stretchy arms can reach you wherever you are. So he's yeah. all, but he's blind, so he's constantly filling around for you, and it's really nerve-wracking. He makes a noise quite similar to the regenerators from Resident Evil yeah, 4, like so, that sort of hissing thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a tangent. But yeah, play little like uh, little nightmares. It's really good, but maybe a touch short. I could have done another like hour, hour or two of it. Yeah, maybe like an extra chapter with just one more kind of like weird monster. They're doing DLC though, apparently. So I'm All right. I'm up for that. I think I'm yeah. up for that too. And the finale is very good as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's a cool game. Um, especially it's 15 quid, and when it's on sale, it will definitely be worth it. For yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, I, I enjoyed that, and then I uh, also took Rhyme, which I thought might be uh, like mm. a, a kind of good narrative platformer mm. with some kind of, I don't know, like a game that people will be talking about and interested in. I'll come back to that in a minute. But the other one was Perception, which is a game where you play as a blind girl called Cassie. You're exploring this, uh, I think it's like New Hampshire, maybe. Is that an old house? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's uh, Massachusetts you're in. The old so, yeah. house genre. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, you're in an old house, but you can't you can't see. So you lose like echolocation to get around. You basically like hit a cane against the surface to kind of get a reading of the area. And this is apparently like a, a real thing. There's like a TED talk on it. They link to in the review guide, which is uh, quite handy actually, because I didn't know how much of this was just we've seen Daredevil. But, yeah. You know, um, you know, but it's it's a thing they're quite passionate about. Clearly, problem is it's a very it's from some Bioshock devs, but it's a very unimaginative horror game. Um, the most interesting thing about it is the house. Uh, basically, you're, you're you're hearing the story of several generations of residents going back to when the house was created during like the witch hunts, um, and so um, you get basically get a different narrator and this different story plays out, and then the house's layout changes depends on whose story is being told, um, which is interesting because you know a corridor that you just walked out of, you turn back suddenly isn't the same, and that's mm. quite disconcerting. But fundamentally, it sort of just feels like the same place, really. Like there's like with maybe a few more stone surfaces and things like that. And like the objects dotted around aren't like don't really because there's no color palette to the game obviously because <laughs> the subject matter it's trying to represent mm-hmm. it's all just dark and so it doesn't really feel like you're in a, a a wildly different space just because they've swapped out like a cupboard for a treasure chest or whatever yeah. like it's just uh, it doesn't quite work on that level and meanwhile there's this um, ghostly presence that will arrive if you use the cane too many times against the service too quickly so like um, it's kind of lit with this dark blue hue and then that'll turn red when this creature turns up and that's sort of like a low level alien isolation style monster that'll just sort of stalk around till it finds you. Does that with a lot of those those games like Soma feel a bit uh, like it gets in the way of the story like oh, mm. I'm not the bloody monster I just want to learn more about this house or whatever do you feel that in it? Uh, yeah a little bit mainly because I couldn't really it's not a big enough part of the game for you to work out how it's patterns AI patterns work in the mm. same way that alien isolation you start mm. to figure that thing out a little bit um, and so you don't. You basically just wait until it goes away again. You hide in a cupboard or whatever, wait till it's gone, and just carry on exploring. So yeah, a much cl- yeah closer to somewhere I'd say where it's like, why are these here? I yeah. mean, and it's not like it looks interesting either. Like the creatures in somewhere at least look pretty cool, I yeah. think. Um, so it lacks yeah, it lacks that. It's uh, it's a shame because like um, one of its sort of like big deal sort of reveals these talking dollies. Like there's this inventor, one of the the people who live in the house is this inventor who tried to create these sort of like talking dollies to entertain his daughter or whatever, and then they kind of go, they kind of go crazy and start you know 
Uh, you basically find one and then it sort of says something creepy and it has like a handgun and starts shooting at you and that can kill you. But I think the whole talking dolly thing is shit horror, really. It's not mm. good, is it? Like, I mean, if that's the most original thing you can come up with, I, I don't know, like, it being from some Bioshock devs, I hope there'd be something a little yeah. spookier or more interesting. Is it full of... Um... Is it is it quite tropey? Like, is there a bit where you go into a kid's bedroom and you hear a music box tinkling eerily? And there is there is an element <laughs> of that. I've had yeah. enough of those fucking tinkling music boxes <laughs> in kids' rooms. It's like who, who, yeah. who even owns a music box anymore? <laughs> Who's seen a music Parents box in, in horror films. fifty years? <laughs> I bought a music box for my ex as a kind of novelty present, and then she just well, put like a, a hairbrush in it or something. <laughs> Consider me told then. But no, that was only because she specifically mentioned it in one conversation. It's not anyway. Um, but yeah, like there's there's not a music box. It's like this merry-go-round thing where there's I think there's some creepy music, yeah. but they're rubbish because they just kill you, and then you have to you go back to a checkpoint. And in a game, normally it's fine because you can tell where you're going. But mm. in this, because the house is entirely the same colour, yeah. actually finding your way around <laughs> is a right pain in the dick. The problem is that, like, it, it, it sort of that's not an interesting use of checkpointing and trial and error, in my opinion. But it maybe illustrates the challenges that face the protagonist, but it doesn't make for a fun game mm. uh, or an interesting game. And ultimately, that's where it falls down, uh, which is a shame because I do like the writing and I do like the character you play as. And I do like the idea of hitting things with a cane to see where you're going that's cool but the problem is they don't have they obviously couldn't figure out another element on top of that that works as well or complements it or develops it so by the end you're still largely doing the same thing you were at the start which is just finding your way around when you hit the wall with a cane does it um do a sort of scan a sombra thing it fills in a, a shape of the room yeah basically yeah, yeah. so you visual uh, it's her, her imagination visualized as she imagines the shape of the corridor. Yeah, basically. But yeah. um yeah, yeah, it's actually, you know, oddly similar considering how closely they came out yeah. to each other. Mm. Um, but the uh, colour palette's not quite as interesting. And uh yeah, I guess maybe it sounds like it's got some of the same problems actually as Scanner Somber. But like um yeah, I was really boring. I really found it a chore by the end. Um, even though there's some very good writing in there and what happens to a couple of the residents is nice and well, it's it's quite grisly and interesting. But um but there was also uh, it's also quite muddled in the telling of it because it's told with all of these ghostly apparitions that appear in the environments. But it's often uh, Bioshocky. Um, yeah, yeah, like oh no, what what? Yeah, Bio yeah, Bioshock had ghostly apparitions, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the splice little yeah. splicer stories. It's very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh, I don't know. It just it's just not on the same quality level, um, yeah. which is a shame. They have got an interesting idea at the centre of this, but like it feels like it's after an hour you've seen it all. Um, I think yeah. uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is probably safe as the best uh, old house game of the year. I would say I'd say Walking Sims generally as well. Yeah. I'd say I'd recommend that. I just finished that actually recently. Mm. I went on a bit of a finish all these short games in my backlog, mm. uh, binge at the weekend, and um, yeah, I'll quickly recommend What Remains of Edith Finch. I've never, I, I went into it quite wary of another um, sort of uh, wistful walk around an old house game, but it's that's where I am at the minute. Yeah, but it, but I'll it, get over it. Yeah, it's sort of I don't know how far you are in, but it's um, not what you think it is. Yeah, it really twists that in some way, really, and, and the, there's some visual uh, imagination in that game that is, you know, I've not seen it in any medium like properly amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good. But again, I, I could have done with another like hour of it. Oh, really? I, th I thought that was perfect. Took me length, three hours. I length, yeah, I, f I feel like I rushed maybe some bits of it as well. I didn't look around the house as thoroughly. I think I might replay it. No, because it ma it makes you feel like you are exploring the house, but it's actually much more linear than like Gone Home, where you have to kind of yeah. figure out where to go next. It is. Yeah, there's no real like finding keys or ways to unlock doors. It's just filling in the family tree by seeing all the mm. histories, isn't it? And, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it's, it's bloody good though. It's really good. Mm-hmm. There's some brilliant bits of uh, storytelling in there. I, I, I 100% recommend that film. It's the it is definitely the best of that that genre. I think. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Like and um, house. <laughs> I quite like the bit in perception. Well, I don't know if I liked it. I was intrigued by the bit in perception that I saw you play, where uh, we had to uh, figure out a incredibly obscure puzzle. We did get it first time, though. We did get it first time. Only because um, we're both nerds. But then had to go back to find out how we were meant to figure out the first puzzle that you'd already figured <coughs> out because of... Oh, yes. Basically, I just there's like some number code puzzles in there. And I thought, well, they're immersive sim devs. I'll just try 0451 and a bunch of doors till it works. <laughs> and on the third or fourth door I tried it on, it worked. <laughs> and so I got... But I couldn't... There were no clues in the environment as to how you'd do that. Um, yeah. So I think... I think on in retrospect because it was a, it was also because well, it was an optional thing. Wasn't it's it? off so the critical path, yeah. That was probably just a zero four five one thing, and then we found a really obscure clue in that room afterwards. That a lighthouse and three bells, which you know, I kind of Bioshock, we figured out infinite, mm, yes. intro, yeah. But like, um, there's no way a normal person would figure that out. No. say, but then maybe that was intentional. You know, maybe they just wanted Bioshock. What was the solution? To... The, um, oh, was the, uh, maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you can figure out if you sort of know what. So uh, there's not. I don't think there's any way you'd remember it necessarily. But you can Does certainly exit year? out to Google to figure All out. Right. The, was that it a year? No, no, it's not ah, actually. Right. No, okay. it's um, it's something to do with. The, the problem is because yeah, right. we're like, oh, you did the lighthouse to signal that thing, didn't you? Then go back to try and backtrack and completely lock yourself out of all that. Oh stuff. yeah, I went through a door and the door shut behind me, so I couldn't actually go back and see what was in that in the Bioshock Infinite door. Oh. And like, I mean, there might be a whole new Bioshock game in there. You know? <laughs> That's where they put it. Um, but yeah, so uh, that wasn't very fun. Um, I, I really wish I'd, I, that was better than it was. It's a shame, really, because. Yeah, it seems like a worthy subject matter as well. They I, thought about there's some nice ideas like as well. Like you've got a phone with you, you can take a picture or something. You can call, and this app will, this guy will call you and explain what's in front of you because oh, you can't clever. see the detail. Oh, yeah. That is apparently a real app. That's uh, that's, ah. what, that's what someone in our comments thread said, and we'd apparently mentioned it on the website before. Um, so that's cool. Oh, that's good that they've actually instead of just uh, a, 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 you know someone with a team of people with who can see mm. trying to simulate blindness based on I, nothing but like are you daredevil yeah <laughs> yeah that guy can definitely see though that guy has like <laughs> no disadvantage to his blindness whatsoever there's, he is like sight plus there's a there's a sort of like a one scene in daredevil season one where he sort of sees some, you, you see what his vision's like and he can basically see people through like a sepia tone yes like uh, like yeah. this orange thing that comes in and out so it basically just looks like he's playing you know an adam jensen deus ex game um <laughs> anyway yeah um, so rhyme is the other game i played um, this is a platformer from Tequila Works, who made uh, I think it's called Deadlight on um, on PC and oh, yeah, Xbox yeah, yeah. as well, um, which I played a few years ago, and it's one of those. It's it was right. a yeah, it's a side-scrolling game that I thought was visually the best uh, sort of looking version of the Walking Dead style, you know, like um, horror universe I've seen. Very grimy, sort of real worldish kind of like look to it with mm. gorgeous use of color. Um, but the game itself is a very standard sort of 2D. Was, I think it was a Metroidvania sort of game. I might be wrong about that, but it was definitely a side-scrolling thing. Um, so yeah, Tequila Works. They've made this uh, this game, which is like a 3D platformer. You play as this boy. They don't explain what's <clears> going on. You've washed up on an island, and then you basically... The story is slowly filled in in very abstract ways, and you go through these different areas, and then in, I, I, I guess they don't really explain what the aim is. You're just exploring, really. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you... Uh, 
and yeah you just that that basically happens and there are a few kind of wrinkles within that like at one point you get like an ai companion at another point you're being pursued by this giant bird thing where you've got to run undercover mm. on this beach otherwise it'll just deck you deck you do people say that anymore birds definitely just deck <laughs> you yeah that's i referred that. to it in the review as a bird dickhead which i believe is <laughs> uh you know bore out by the game um and so like uh, if it's got this quite earnest sort of like soundtrack where it's very sort of I don't know, sort of sweeping, epic score, but it kind of... Indie game soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, it's very indie game. It's very, uh, yeah, not to be too uh, sort of, you know, reductive about... about it does that, seem but... like it's very laser-focused to, like, hitting all the major tropes of well, indie I, game. Yeah, yeah I, I played Rhyme um, just before it came out at an event, and I felt this. It felt way too... I didn't like it at all. I f- it felt way too self-consciously... Let's yes. hit all these touch points from games people like, but with none of the heart. It felt very, mm. uh, it felt quite contrived, and like they sat down and, and checked off some things they had to have in their wistful indie game. Yeah, and I, I was never convinced that it was, um, it was so it didn't feel new or interesting in any way to me. No, I, I sort of it definitely takes its cues from Zelda, Wind Waker, yeah, and Shadow of the Colossus, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. Team Ico games, definitely yeah. Journey as well. But it has none of that. They were all interesting because they were new. Like mm. this is just a, 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 a sort of a pastiche of those things and not done very well. I it, thought it has some new things to say, and it has a narrow, it has quite an impressive narrative context that it reveals later in the game that does frame some of the imagery and it, it shows some actual some genuine depth behind the mm. imagery but I'd say still to look at and to navigate it's a clear step down below the games it's inspired by the jumping and, and stuff felt very stiff and quite um, yeah. it didn't have much of a feel of like weight of physics to it it felt like you were just sort of um, it felt quite old school in that sense like mm. there was no weight to the characters movements and definitely and you don't yeah. really have to do any like proper platforming in it all the jumping and climbing is pretty much signposted for you um i got stuck once and that was just because of a quite an abstract the, the cameras clearly probably should have swiveled at one point to show where you're going but i had to ask someone on a, another team how to do it but that's the only time i got stumped the rest of the puzzles are all very simple there's some nice bits like um there's, there's a there's a few puzzles where you kind of use uh kind of like light and dark to make a certain sequence of things move around and there's like real-time lighting that you're kind of moving to create a specific shape and stuff like that <laughs> and that's quite inventive there's a lot of pushing things around switch hitting and stuff like that i really i really find it quite boring for for the most part and um, because i don't think it looked amazing uh mm. it just I, yeah i found myself bouncing off it a bit yeah um, the bit i played it was very like there was a thing in the middle of the area that you had to you know, activate three things by finding three other things around the map. Oh, it's really map. boring, that and it was bit, just it? it was just going and and uh, there was one bit involving some pigs that was quite fun, but otherwise it was very. Oh, just when like, it destroys all those branches. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was quite cool, but yeah, good pigs. But yeah, it just felt like it was very like uh, there was no sense of uh, wonder or discovery because I thought the world was quite dull. It's interesting that it used to be partly a survival game as well. Like yeah. you would actually have to, mm. I think you'd have to like maybe. But find food and stuff Ugh, like that, no, like in, no, no. and like. I don't see how that would have fit in with the game as it is now. So yeah. clearly, it's changed a lot in development. That could be another reason why it feels doesn't feel quite. Um, yeah, yeah, as considered because it was it was a different thing. I yeah. think if you're a dad, <laughs> you yeah. may, or you know a parent generally, you may enjoy this more. Oh, is it um, one of those where it's designed to milk any emotions you might have over offspring? Yeah, it is. It is, actually, yeah. Um, and, like, so I think you're if kind you've of... spawned a human, this is right up your street. Yeah, if I was playing as a dog, I'd have given this 85%. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Wow. That's the, we should that. measure all game. Well, if you if you were a dog, what would you give? Um... Fallout Four. Fallout Four. Yeah. Well, quite a high score. Actually. And you had to go and retrieve your young dog, your dog son from <laughs> some rival dogs. Would we dog son? Um, yeah. So I don't really mean that, obviously. Um, um, so yeah. The reaction yeah. to it has been quite mixed, though. Like there have been some incredibly positive reviews, and a few people who like you just like, oh, this is. Think, far too contrived. I don't yes. want to. I don't yes. want to write people's opinions off, but I think with a lot of those games, you feel like um, I should. I should find this. You know, you feel like you should like it more than maybe you do because you're like, I don't know, because it has that sort of earnest, wistful atmosphere that makes you think maybe this is better than I think, but it's probably not. Not I us saw, though. We're like fuck them. I, yeah. I think I really think that games can sort of um, benefit from like an outside perspective on on from someone who isn't necessarily part of a target audience for something. And so I feel like that has happened to me in a way. So many games are aimed at me, and this might actually be aimed at, like, a. it might actually be aimed at people who have children or are interested yeah. in that. And, like, I, yeah, I feel... And I, as a as a result, I feel like it didn't click with me. And it did make me think, are there lots of games that I enjoy that are targeted at me that people who aren't, you know... Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to say like, oh, look, these people are wrong, or that, mm, yeah, you yeah. know, anyone is wrong. I, I'm, I'm actually very happy that you know games are increasingly moving towards a state where there is a wide variety of opinions about yeah. individual games. Like some people will really hate a thing or yeah, just yeah. really not click with a thing, and some people think it is like properly trying to say something or really resonated with them. I think it's good that you know games can have the depth to support like you know to be for people same reason why like like a generic set of interactions designed for as many people as possible to enjoy you can tell when a game's like that but i guess it's the reason why so many young teenage boys you know are so angry about gone home it's like it's not it's not for you son (laughs) for your dog son (laughs) or daughter gone home's case i guess yeah yeah that's true um, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, that did make me think a little bit about that, actually. I've read a few pieces recently where I was like, eh, games, yeah, games can really use that kind of criticism. And Definitely, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and this is one of the few occasions it's happened to me as a, as a white male in his 20s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so that's Ryan, which I didn't love, but, like, um, if you really do like the look of it, then maybe consider picking it up in a sale. It's quite pricey as well. It's like 30 quid on Steam. I'm sort mm. of intrigued in, like, everyone says, like, oh, it really, it almost justifies himself and, like, at the end, narratively, with all its revelations and stuff. There are, and, yeah. But I just don't know if I could be bothered to play it. So there are some there are some hints as to what's really going on um, around the world, like these little kind of drawings and stuff like that. And But I, I must admit, I, I sort of had an inkling of what it might be. But the game does throw a few red herrings in your way to stop you from <clears> figuring out exactly. It's a good ending, though. It's very, very good. I might just YouTube <clears> it. Skip the bird wanker. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't love it. Like, I really wanted to enjoy it. So, um, yeah, that's so you can read that review on PCGamer.com and uh, my review of Perceptions up there as well. Um, next time, we're gonna, hopefully, I can pick a game that gets into the 80s next time, lads. <laughs> well, um, we, we talked about like six games there because I, I interjected with either Finch and Little Nightmares. That was a big. Old. That was a big old game old chat. Chunk. We're not done yeah. yet, Andy. We still got to talk about Vanquish. Oh, Vanquish. damn! Yeah, what's happened. This is our last game of the uh, of the yeah. podcast. Um, we got some questions after this, but uh, yeah, Vanquish just came to PC. Yeah. Um, which uh, Andy is the first time that you've played Vanquish. Yeah. Is that then, right? Yeah, but then I immediately had to stop playing it because of that bug. Oh where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I I played Vanquish like once back in the day on PS3 and and didn't for whatever reason stick with it. So this is my first time really, and I 
turned it on and it was playing at 60 fps and it was like bloody oh this is fun that sliding around on your knees and shooting is brilliant but that was like this is really hard and it turns out because at 60 fps enemies do more damage and mm. i think they've just released a beta patch to address yeah, that now, I didn't actually pick up on that. I played the entire game on about 120 FPS. So. <laughs> yeah, I wondered about that film because he died quite a bit, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, died a fuckload." Yeah, <laughs> and like, uh, so did, nonetheless enjoyed the game. Well, so, yeah, yeah, no, no, like I still enjoyed it. I actually thought that created a really interesting rhythm to the combat because it's like it vanquishes a game that is it's a cover shooter, but it's fundamentally it punishes you for being in cover. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't really punish you. Your score is lowered or whatever. So mm. you know, if you're doing that, but like. It's clear he doesn't really want you to stay in it's cover. It's boring as well playing it like that. It definitely yeah. is, but I found like because of the difficulty spike that I was in, um, because of this, I assume because of this six frames per second bug, which like does seemingly make it slightly more difficult. Um, it, it, it it shortens the time um, before that you get like the last ditch slow mo. You're in trouble. Get out of there. Kind of um, reflex mode. Uh, automatic trigger then um, mm. it, it became a game about like these very brief moments of like um, <coughs> incredibly like intricate stunting on your knees um, pulling off like crazy headshots you do also have to bear in mind that it's slightly easier anyway because mouse, keyboard, right? mouse and keyboard controls really do mean you can be pretty pinpoint accurate no, you with put it mouse and keyboard for, oh yeah no it's uh, yeah. it's a beauty of that's interesting I, I it's put not it what Shinji Mikami exactly, intended is it say, that's not how it was designed <laughs> he had a pad in mind when he, when he designed it don't disrespect Shinji Mikami Sam wait at 30 frames per second like he intended yeah at half the resolution well, no, I played it at the wrong frame rate on an ultra wide monitor with, with a mouse, mouse and keyboard, keyboard. such I a PC disrespected gamer. him to fuck <laughs> I'll do it again. You bring too. shame on, on the um, Kami clan. So actually, like that really did sort of offset the difficulty of that. But it becomes a game of like doing these like very intricate stunts, uh, long shot, like slow mo headshots as you slide past on your knees between bits of cover. Yeah. And then you need to take a moment to sort of re refresh and get it all sorted out, and maybe pick your next weapon, and then you're back out and you're doing your stuff. And uh, that created a really interesting rhythm to it. And I almost wonder because like. I didn't realise that it was more difficult at the time because it had been that long since I'd played Vanquish. It's right. like, I mean, you know, I don't remember how hard that was. And Mikami games are generally quite hard anyway. You just sort of expect it, don't you? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'd be interesting to see what I'd have scored it after <laughs> that's fixed. <laughs> Not to say my review is entirely invalid, but... Yeah, yeah I'm waiting until that patch comes out of beta. I don't want no beta nonsense. Just give me the finished patch and then I'll play it. It's interesting they didn't pick up on it, considering they obviously made quite a substantial effort to get it working on yeah. PC well. And it looks amazing at um, 4K. I don't know if they updated any of the assets, but the detail on his suit, uh, and the, the gun transformation animations are so intricate. I mean, a lot of the textures are a bit kind of, you know, mid-2000s, yeah. flat grey, whatever, but, but the, like, models, the backgrounds yeah. look amazing. Like, this this yeah, colony yeah. that you're on, which has got a sort of that halo kind of thing, where it's sort of big, yeah. basically Citadel, yeah. Yeah, just a big, a big circle that you're inside that you can see, like, if you look up, it's just more buildings or whatever. Mm. Um, so that looks amazing, and yeah, your own character looks good. Like, there are some really great touches to it it runs beautifully other than the whole difficulty thing but mm. like it is stable at however many frames mm. per second you want to throw at it and it just feels really good again like it's so much nicer to play platinum games at a high f frame rate i really hate digging into frame rates as a rule i don't care a lot of the time yeah but there are there is there is a particular sort of 
brand of frenetic action and that Platinum specialises in that really benefits from just yeah being able to it's, run it as high as possible. It's such a clear step up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I played the original reasonably recently on PS3 and it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's night and day really. Seeing on a, on a monitor looks incredible. Mm. I mean, I don't think Vanquish is as good as, say, Bayonetta. Like, I think Bayonetta is still probably the peak of its genre. Yeah. I don't think Vanquish is necessarily even the best cover shooter. It's not the best third-person shooter. Oh, what would you say is, then? Because I think it probably is. Oh, like, um, I don't like cover shooters generally. I, I guess I, I like Vanquish, so maybe it is, but I just don't think it's an interesting enough subgenre to to be the peak of that is necessarily anything to shout at home about. No, I'm sort of glad that genre died down a bit, to be honest, um, um, as a kind of, yeah. It's more become just a staple of other kind of like open world games hasn't it really and like that kind of i think say bullet storm does that kind of trick shot based like action sequences slightly better yeah um well i guess i resonate with that more um but you know it's very focused on what it wants to do and what mm. it wants to do is make you slide around a, a, a space colony for about six hours <laughs> shooting things uh there's not a lot of variety within that. Like, there's a few kind of turret sequences, a few kind of like um, bits where you're sort of on a moving vehicle or whatever mm. that switches it up a bit. But generally, you do the same thing for around six hours, and yeah. it's sort of increasingly entertaining. But it doesn't really escalate. It's kind of it doesn't escalate much. Like, it's there's a few uh, late game enemy types that are kind of interesting to fight. A couple that are a dick to fight because they have insta kill instant death attacks um, but it's a very entertaining, entertaining trick that it pulls off um, I think if it had been any longer it would probably wear out its welcome a bit but yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's just very well focused on the thing that it wants to do it's not like Bayonetta where it's designed to be played again and again yeah 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 Bayonetta like, is, is really sort of designed for the, 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 the slow unlocking of everything and just gradually mastering like a whole bunch of systems into this sort of one very elegant very deep combat system yeah. this is slide on your knees also there's guns it's got quite a good upgrade system though where you've got to like pick up you upgrade your weapons by I mean you get little upgrade things for your weapons but you can also upgrade them you can hold three at any one time and if you pick up ammo for a gun that you already have max ammo for it upgrades it and hmm. there's like some little interesting tricks along the way like to do with resource management that kind <coughs> of provide probably enough sort of extra not challenge but like extra things to consider that um just sort of keep it interesting along the way. Okay. It's, well, it's not purely knees down action, but it is mostly that. <laughs> well, you can read our review of that on uh, pcgamer.com, even though uh, Phil's opinions may no longer apply. Please no. notice yeah, that was pre patch, <laughs> pre bug discovery. Um, so that leaves I two. It was quite hard. <laughs> that leaves two, I think, Platinum games that haven't come to PC, which is Mad World, which is a Wii game. Mm. Um, therefore, probably too hard to port to PC, uh, even though it, looked, it was black and white and looked really cool. And um, the other one is Anarchy Reigns, which was quite a, a flawed brawler, from what I recall, that kind of just came out at like the dead end of the last console generation and was completely ignored. Mm. Um, think any of those should come to PC, or do you think we've we've got the good ones now and that's fine? Like we've probably got the best platinum. I mean, games. I'll have them. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be campaigning them, for a marathon. You know, but was Piano Three platinum? Was that just Kamiya? That, no, GameCube, that uh, was uh, Mikami game. Oh, I was think. that Mikami? Oh, Mikami right, yeah. and his... It was one of his GameCube... Uh, Exclusives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Killer7 and all that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That all eventually came... Uh, 
Actually, they all... I think all those exclusives came to other platforms apart from that. Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Killer 7. There was that one that never made it out called Dead Phoenix as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Killer 7 on PC, even though it's rubbish. A bit rubbish, it's a bit but rubbish, it's interesting. It? Yeah. It's just like a weird trip I think I'd it, like to experience again. I think it will happen. Like, um, I don't think there's... Uh, you can see Capcom's clearly going through its back catalogue. You've mm. had, you know, Dragon's Dogma, Original Dead Rising, mm. Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom, like... They're well, getting like no more heroes. I think that's too yeah. tied to the to Wii, Wii mode. Controls, yeah. oh, so it's it's the only game I've ever played that's perfect for the Wii, apart from mm. Ashimara Galaxy. To be fair, but like yeah, um, yeah it's a shame because I, I that's probably my favorite of um, Super games. You can't wank off a keyboard for <laughs> to recharge your sword. They even tried bringing that to PS3 and it just didn't work mm. properly. Mm. Like you needed the to the feeling of swiping <coughs> with the controller. You could probably do it on like um, VR actually, but like. Uh, Again, yeah, that'd be yeah. I'd like to see Beautiful Joe. Actually, I remember um, really liking that. Absolutely nails game, but some great um, combat in that one. Looks amazing, yeah. And mm. it's uh, yeah, yeah, lovely um, sort of like French uh, cartoon art style. Yeah, to it. very strange looking game. Yeah. There's still a bunch of that era sort of PS2 kind of Japanese based games that never really came to PC. Akami, Akami is the obvious. Akami yeah. will definitely happen, I think. It's, yeah, you'd hope, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's I would. Yeah. A- I mean, like, like, it does seem like they're kind of working their way backwards. They've done mm. Dead Rising now. I, I think, mm. I, I think Akami is probably quite likely as That's the next top one. in my list. I think I'd love to play that again. That's such a great. Uh, it looked great on PC as well. Yeah, such a oh, great well, yeah. like Zelda-like adventure that we don't have much of on PC. No, we really don't. And it's really long as well. It's got like ten points. We think, ah, oh, it's an ending now. Oh mm. shit! I've just unlocked a whole new area. Oh, it must be ending now. It's like nope, another boss, another area. It's like one of those. Yeah, never-ending games until they, it ends. <laughs> <laughs> they already did a HD version of it for the PS3 yeah. as well, so they really should. Uh, mm. They really should bring that to uh, PC. And it, if not, you can emulate it quite well. Yeah, <laughs> if you you're know, an illegal crime man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll move on to the questions then, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, I just took from some uh, some from Discord uh, this week. Uh, but if you would like to tweet us some questions, we are PC Gamer Pod on Twitter. We appreciate your tweets. We check the mentions, and then if we have any uh, kind of good questions, then we'll come on here and read them out. But we'll also put out call-outs in there every now and then, mm-hmm. and uh, other information. Okay. You can also join our Discord by signing up to the PC Gamer Club. Yes, that's very true. That is, a... you, that is a thing that you can do on our website now. Um, okay, question for the pod. If you could smash together any games to create what you think of as the ultimate game, what games would it be? For me, I would take Dragon's Dogma, make it more populated with creatures and people, put The Witcher 3's writing and story in it, then take Skyrim Open World <laughs> Exploration, <laughs> chuck that in there, and also put in Dragon Age-like companions with nice. good banter and storylines, and lastly, some Dark Souls combat. Well, that does sound pretty I good. Uh, I'd love to play like that uh, absurd <laughs> Frankenstein's monster of a game. It's like the Homer Simpson car of video games. So. <laughs> and that's from S. Stickman. Thank you for the question. Um, uh, I'd probably keep it a bit simpler than that. Like, um, I quite like to, I quite like them to bring um, Poyo Pop Tetris to PC. <laughs> <laughs> that's meant to be really good. Cross with the uh, gritty dialogue of The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Geralt yeah. plays Poyo Pop. And sexy narration from John Hurt, like in that game that you mentioned. <laughs> the, the harrowing child murder of Limbo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, actually. I think I think most of the games that I want to play already exist, to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah. I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to kind of uh, take a, the Witcher-style sweeping world and uh, interesting writing and quests and put, put that in a historical setting. I sort of play like Witcher like a sort of wandering samurai, like not really focusing mm. on and just wandering around on, on horseback and finding stuff to do. Like the idea of you being a sort of Yojimbo type character and doing that in like 
Feudal Japan or something. That'd be quite cool. Kingdom Come Deliverance might uh, might give you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that might be a sort of good uh, good match. What about you, Phil? Uh, oh, my God. I would... I've thought of the worst possible answer, I think, which is <laughs> I'd probably take, like, Yakuza 0 and smash it into Dragon Age 2 for Dragon Age 2, but good. Right, okay. Uh, plus The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, 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 everyone's <laughs> like the Witcher, <laughs> plus something else. Um, I think there are lots of. I mean, I guess, I guess the Witcher thing is that there's just lots of like very detailed side quests, and I like really like the hunt system of uh, that. And also, my favorite thing about the Witcher, I think, is that you're allowed to ask people um, to pay you for services rendered mm. which you just not you can't you're not it's really looked down upon in most rpgs and things mm. yeah and even if someone's like i love that if someone's like in a really dire straits like oh my son's been missing it's like but first my payment i like that like being able to just be that sort of like, like hey, hey you know, and i've got an 11 i don't yeah, care yeah. you know i'm sad about your son but i need that coin yeah that's your problem mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess i guess that would would take from dragon age 2 would take the like um the, the fantasy setting and the companions and the idea of it being over an expansive time period and really getting to know these people over you know multiple decades mm. and from something like Yakuza would take having more than one pub <laughs> I, I sort of like um, I, I'm quite fond of the relationship building systems in the Persona games on um, yeah. PlayStation they, they that should there should probably be slightly more of that in uh, other RPGs I think a bit more dedicated um character development obviously you get that in sort of mass effect games but there's some quite interesting life simmy stuff in um persona that i think would probably work quite well in other games like and even though it, it takes your relationships and turns them into like a series of system numbers to, to rack up but doesn't it feel artificial weirdly no, in those no. games you do feel like you're developing developing a relationship even though it shows you it in a sort of You've reached this level of like with this person. Yeah, 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 um, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a that's a pretty adequate answer to that question. We said some game names. Witcher three <laughs> really combined cool. with everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Witcher three plus Stellaris times <laughs> Dynasty Warriors eight. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm sure. I'm that would sure. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It might be amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I still think that. Um, I, I still like the idea of. I was talking about Tokyo Forty Two earlier. It's the idea of like a cyberpunk city builder, more of that sort of thing. Yeah. Into it. Sim City cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. Like that, cool. Yeah, like a way you can maybe you can sort of change the colors of like you know neon lights on buildings and things <laughs> like that. Select your own patterns and erect advertising blimps. Or even oh, yeah, like have like, like um, you can link uh, YouTube videos so they play on the side <laughs> of billboards within. <laughs> That'd Wouldn't be that amazing. be amazing? Yeah. That'd be great. I think that's um, that's probably a thing that someone can do in City Skylines yeah. somehow. But you yeah. could have Charlie bit my finger looming over a, a depressed <laughs> masses. <laughs> Lots of men in raincoats. Yeah, yeah. like long, long. Do like the idea of like a cyberpunk crime management game. I think Andy suggested that specifically. It was like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah that's like, like those old. Um, What's the old mafia one? Oh had, so. yeah, yeah, City of. Thingy. Yeah, Mafia City of Angels or something, something like that. Yeah. Oh, was that the, was that City of Lost Heaven? Are you thinking of? Yeah, I am. That's the original Mafia. Yeah, that's right. It? No, this was like a nice no, there was a, like, management, a nice game, management yeah. game where you had to. Oh, it was just called Gangsters. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, something was, like that. Yeah, but that was it's cool. Cyberpunk could... and looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why isn't crime management more of a thing? It's tropical, kind of a bit. Illicit. It's more of a, just a standard city builder with yeah. like a bit of political satire <clears> in it. Yeah. Why isn't that? That could be a good one to revisit, actually, for the for the mag of the website. Gangsters yeah. might dig that out. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that'd be uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I um, yeah, yeah, okay. That, we've definitely uh, been quite comprehensive on that one. All right, this is from Bertie the Snowman who says, uh, "Now you've had time to fully take in games from the last two months. What would you recommend the most?" Don't know why the last two months specifically. Oh, hang on, no, here it is. Here you go. <laughs> Mostly asking as I've been neglecting games the last two months while I finish university. A catch up is needed. Boom. I think I mentioned before that when my uh, friend Andrew finished university, he played uh, Kingdoms of Amalur for 200 hours. Uh, that was how he got over writing his dissertation. So Weird. Yeah, it's every- like you've already wasted so much time on a dissertation, <laughs> and then you just let 200 hours flush down a toilet of sort of 7 out of 10 <laughs> fantasy RPG. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, last two months, I don't know, is Torment the last two months? That was highly rated, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Was, yeah. I have, I have weird issues ago? around bits of that, but I think overall it is definitely a recommendation. Mm. Like, um, Stories Untold, uh, I've just finished. Prey. Prey, yep. Yeah. Those two I mentioned earlier. What yeah. Remains of Edith Finch. What Remains of Edith Little Nightmares. Yes, What Remains of Edith Finch is probably the best thing I've played this year so far. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I, I, yeah, everyone should play that, I think, and mm. try not to have it secret sport. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else beyond that. Noise. Um, Near did that come out in the last two months? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. yeah, that's quite enjoyable. Yeah, and that seems to have really kind of taken off on PC as well. Um, yeah, how's the port looking these days? Do we know? Have they patched it at all? I think they've patched the AMD mm-hmm. issues out of it. Yeah, right. I played it recently, but yeah. But um, that's, that was one of the reasons we marked it down a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which I think was fair enough. Um, have you guys ever made a game or participated in a game jam? How did it go? That's some blee arm. Um, and you made a game. Uh, then you got rid of it, didn't you? Yeah, I, I taught myself Game Maker over the course of a few months and made a sort of um, got a game at like a playable state where I could have just made some more levels and released it, but I went mad and deleted it. Mm. I, I, when I lose faith in projects, sometimes I just delete them as if yeah. they're like doing like a, a sight out of mind thing. I wish I hadn't though, because I'd, I'd love to go back and flesh it out. But it was a kind of top-downy stealth game. I had like you know, I had I had AI patrols. I had visibility power-ups that would make enemies stop uh, chasing you if they were in the middle of engaging you and stuff like that. I had like, you know, and all, figuring all this out was like a lot of work and a lot of tinkering with code and learning Game Maker and all that. And I found that a really fun experience, actually. Mm. Um, so I'm definitely going to go back to it and make something proper. But mm. um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend downloading the Trial of Game Maker and looking at some YouTube tutorials. And it's really surprising how you can knock something simple up and then from that knowledge, you can then tweak it to make something interesting mm. from a, a base here's a man walking around in a, a square room you can that is a good springboard to something you know fun i'm also writing a twine game at the moment i'm sure everyone in the world is writing a twine game but i've been writing this one for about a year and a half now and it's uh, it's already it's already like approaching nine thousand words wow it's quite an it's a bit of a sci-fi epic it's a bit it's her story meets alien is the pitch oh i'm nice. mentioning this yeah, yeah um so one day that will come out cool <laughs> But it's, I'm just like I'm not. I'm saying I'm just gonna takes take as long as it needs. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever finish your um, game about deadline food choices? No, I didn't actually. I was gonna write. I was writing a twine game for a while about making a magazine, and he basically had to because you're stuck in the office. You had to go out. It's very quite short. You have to go out and buy the food that would stop you for that would not give you diarrhea from the <laughs> from the surrounding fast food restaurants. And the solution was, I think, mission burrito without having the um, without having a spicy sauce was the, was the win state. Um, and I got quite far into it, but I just realised it was like too specific a joke and too uh, odd a novelty. I've started on. A, I started using um, Visual Novel Maker to make something though. I um, 
Uh, Andy, you might remember a few months ago I asked you about what those where you got those that kind of filter effect from that app where you got the filter effect. Oh so yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Basically, start making a visual novel about. Um, basically like there's like three of your friends at a pub and you have to interrogate them and work out who did this thing years ago yeah. and I basically use pictures of my actual friends put them through that filter uh, yeah. it, it looks a bit crude but it's okay yeah, and that's so, a cool solution to not having any art chops yeah like, yeah you can get people who like do it like i got i basically had a few friends sat in like a similar pose and use that and so it feels like the same place color wise and uh yeah i've been doing that but i don't think i'll ever finish it to be honest like i just never finish projects Um, i always think i used to think it was a waste to do that but i think the stuff just doing something creative is fine it doesn't have to be an end result just making stuff's Good I for you. So. I think good for your brain anyway. And it helps you understand a bit more what uh, making a game actually entails, which yeah. is quite useful in our business. Uh, how about you, Phil? Uh, I started planning out a satirical review writing simulator, yeah. um, but I couldn't even be bothered to learn Twine to even start making it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I really kind of liked... Um, I thought uh, Richard Cobbett's Fallen Swindon was a very good example of like... Mm. Yes, that was a nice little... Got him a job, didn't it? It did, yeah. It got Ryan, him Ryan writing games. on that game. You can actually go to Richard Cobbett Island in that game, I believe. Yeah, like I see, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's you know that 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 was that was cool a cool little takeoff of something. I think something like Twine is probably where I'd uh, I try and focus. You know, so I've been playing a lot of more more kind of IF games recently. Yeah. Quite interesting. All right, cool. That was uh, self indulgent. Uh- <laughs> hey, they asked. Yeah, they did ask. Um, and hey, we're interesting guys. Damn it. Um, okay, this is uh, this is a bit too. Uh, okay, right. This is I'll I'll see how this goes. It feels like this year has been a great year for PC gaming. I've enjoyed most of the games that have been released. There have been a ton of awesome games. Um, in fact, the amount has been the amount we've had has, has been steady uh, and better than the last few years. Um, although the games have been awesome, it doesn't seem like we've had any massively great games this year. Nothing even close to defining 2017 so far. Um, since 2014, we've had at least one game that has been uh, really close to being 100 and really defined their release year. Alien Isolation, Divinity Original Sin, Dragon Age Inquisition, Metal Gear Solid V, Witcher 3, Darkest Dungeon, Dishonored 2, etc, etc. One might say that the last few years have been defined by not only a slew of solid games, but also by the great games of those years. Two questions. One, do you guys think that uh, there are any games releasing before the end of the year that can reach that level? Two, if we don't get a game like that, can we call this a great year with a bunch of 78 to 88 games like Prey, Near Automata, Dawn of War, uh, Everything, Little Nightmares, etc., and 190, Resident Evil 7? That's from Apollo. Um, so I think what he's basically saying is like, or she, sorry, I, don't, I realize I, I have no idea. So Apollo uh, is ambiguous. Um, I think the idea is, is there anything that's a kind of standout like contender in the way that MGS5 or Alien Isolation Yeah, is? I guess it's, yeah. Well, is there anything that can define the year in the way that, like, you know, our obvious game of the year picks for previous years would have for us? Mm. I, I think, think, sorry, go on. Um, yeah, I don't know if it'll win, <clears throat> I don't know if it'll get game of the year, but I mean, Edith Finch to mention that again is pretty... Got over ninety, didn't it? Or yeah, I did actually. Yeah, and that's that's the most. This the the game I've played this year so far. Maybe that's made me uh, struck me the most as like a, a incredible singular thing. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, I it's hard to say though. It's hard to say. Yeah, I um I I'm, I I love to read the comments if you gave Edith Finch the game of the year, but um mm. uh, <laughs> couldn't be any worse than giving Metal Gear Five it. That, uh, that well, made some. That got some. Or Dishonored too. Uh, no, or yeah. Spelunky. <laughs> yeah. Or literally any game. <laughs> um, 
I don't necessarily think there's anything on the cards that is looking like that. You got some good games going to the rest of the year, like Total Warhammer Two, and um, oh, I don't I know. Guess there's a Far Cry coming out. That's next year. Oh, is it? Oh, it got delayed, uh, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another South Park game coming out. Uh, depending on how that builds in the original, we really like the first one. Gave that high score. They've mm. delayed that as well. Quite, um, actually, that got delayed to next year as well. Really? Yeah. No way. What if this? I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, let me check, let me check that okay, in right, real time. Nice. Um, I might be gone mad, but that's what I yeah. Admittedly, there's nothing where I'm quite in the back half yeah. of this year. It's looking a little quieter. Um, but then that doesn't mean it's not a great year. Even Red Dead got delayed. That wasn't even coming to PC this year. <laughs> yeah, it's now not coming anywhere this year. So yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like if you're an all platform magazine, you've probably got some. You've got like Breath of the Wild to consider and stuff like that, which are probably the strong contenders. Uh, but for PC specifically, it does seem like we've missed out on some of the bigger games. The sort yes. of the more, the more, uh, uh, the, the the less. I guess the more critically consistent high scores. Um, I mean, like Prey is probably a game of the year contender for a lot of people, but I, I had like enough issues with it that it was it, it like just wasn't a home run for me. Like I couldn't just say, "Oh, this is obviously the greatest game that's going to release this year." Like I re- I really like it, but no way it's I, I yeah I don't think it compared to like a, any of the previous I don't know three game of the year contenders. Sonic Two. Yeah, or like Alien or MGS Five, which felt either which were either great or they most did. Of or, Sims, didn't we? <laughs> we do like that shit. That's true. Um, but I've not really got much scope uh, of what indie games are coming out for the rest of the year. I, I don't can't think of many high profile. ones. I think it's gonna be an interesting one. You got yeah. Tacoma coming out this year as well. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Definitely. Like, South Park's not been delayed, by the way. It's oh. October this year. It can uh, for still, anyone yeah. worried. <laughs> There's also um, Pyre from Supergiant. Um, I really like Transistor and. Um, People like Bastion as well. Yeah. Um, so that's that's quite a good. There is going to be games like you know Divinity Original Sin two and yeah that who no, that could do it that yeah. could do it like yeah. a lot of people really loved the first one. Uh, I need to play that, but I'm quite excited by some of Original Sin 2's ideas it's... like the um, Games Master feature where you can actually it sounds like they're doing um, Armor 3's uh, this, Zeus mode, yeah. but in like as a DM mm. in a RPG where you can so, sounds like a sort of a mixture between um, Zeus and that Sleep is Death game where you're sort of just building these kind of scenarios and you got you know the players within it. It's not like uh, say Neverwinter Nights campaign from back in the day where like you know you'd make it and people would play it and it'd be in, you'd be entirely separate from yeah, that experience. Yeah. It's like you know you're there while your players are playing it and you can react to what they do and yeah like. Um, Weirdly, that was the one thing that Sword Coast Legends did uh, a few years That's ago. That's true, yeah. Was, um, so, yeah, it's nice to see that idea picked up and used by games where it's appropriate. Hopefully done slightly better, because I think Sword Coast disappointed quite a few people, didn't it? It did, yeah. This will uh, yeah, this will almost certainly be better. Mm. That's a good candidate, then. Like, um, Hopefully, yeah. Like Something just incredibly sort of PC-specific doing well, I think, could be. Is Pillars 2 um, this year? Um, I don't know, actually. That could, uh, I'm pretty... Pretty excited about that. That's sounds, true. That it wasn't really seem good. like it just because of how you know how big it is. Yeah, yeah. Some things seem. Huge, but I like the but... idea of them taking that. Uh, it's a bit black flaggy, a bit of set at bit sea. Of boats, isn't it? Yeah, sailing between islands and mm. stuff. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, that sounds good. And your base is a your sort of uh, base is not a castle anymore. It's a ship. I, like, yeah. I just like I like hanging out on ships. So <laughs> that could be good. 
Yeah, I think I th- if it's this year, it might not be. Uh, released twenty eighteen, apparently. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's a ways off. But I think that's. I mean, the first one I gave a ninety something. So I'm hoping this one's when even is better. That Outer Wilds game going to release? Because like that's sort of gone off the radar. It a bit. really did weird. after that like fig crowdfunding thingy. Like they sort of closed shop and nobody heard. I think it's ticking along. It. Like I'm sure it is. It's just like. I think it was because there was a public demo build thing available for a while and you know you could download like a hint of it and then recently just everything sort of they've cleaned house in terms of it's just they're just like radio silence making it yeah I mean I think I even asked them for a screenshot for our games preview thing and didn't, and didn't get a response so clearly they're head down mm. um, so yeah okay it's really for that, but that could just appear at some point there's also uh, I just remembered something um, and it has slipped my mind uh, I don't, from the big publishers though I don't think it's necessarily looking like oh you could also argue that I mean there might be an argument that Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is the best game of the year you know yeah. we haven't reviewed it so it's a bit we haven't scored it. it and we don't let early access games into our game of the year's rewards but that's true it's not always about what we give game of the year yeah. I reckon that'll be in early access for a good while oh, it's yeah, one of yeah. those iterative games but it's it's probably going to be a lot of people's personal game of the year mm. Mm. it's one of those games that doesn't really need to come out of early access technically yeah. like, you hope they do at some point because it just gets wearying after a while yeah I think yeah. like Day Z's Turned a lot of people off by just lingering in early access for forever, seemingly. Resident Evil Seven has a shot being that sort of, or do you think like, do you think that made enough of an impact? I don't think it was, yeah, like genre breaking or like uh, progressive, like a a real like. I don't know. It's it's a really really good game, but it's quite its ambitions quite narrow. It's just Mm. a good horror game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like something like that is enough to to. To get it, did you review that one, Andy? Yeah, yeah, I give yeah, it, yeah. I give it nine, uh, nine for us. I, I loved it, but I felt like it was even compared to Isolation. Um, the the people, you are, the the Baker family, didn't have any of that dynamic AI stuff. So, it, whereas Isolation felt like it pushed things forward a bit by having this unpredictable alien. Yeah, Resi was very much just hide from the, you know, the crazy grand grandpa on the set path. You know. Mm-hmm. It was just a, it's just a great ref, so polished and refined horror experience. I thought that's why I liked it so much, but it didn't it doesn't have any particularly bold new ideas in it or anything. I'd say. Mm, okay, I will say I do find it quite liberating for there not to just be this sort of catalogue of must play games this year. Like there's a bunch of sort of strong sevens and eights that you know are recommended playing, but like I've enjoyed sort of bouncing between things like uh, Stories Untold and um, Prey and then also sort of going back and playing older stuff, rediscovering like indie games I've missed, like the Hacknet's a game I've been playing a bunch of recently. Oh yeah, I've been playing some Hacknet, that's bloody good. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, so atmospheric and you get so drawn into it, even though it's all just text trickling down the screen. Brilliant. I, just, I mean, I really enjoy games where you have to type things in on the keyboard yeah it feels very good right there it's just and you've got a clacky um, mechanical keyboard it feels very i had to turn that the banging chins off them put my own music on it's <laughs> fair enough, isn't it? yeah, that, yeah. That, i think that's currently like two quid on steam or it was recently uh, it, it was it's back up to full yeah. price now but it full price is about six quid yeah but it's um for one thing it's got a dlc pack that's really mm. good called labyrinths that sort of increases the difficulty a bit but also just like has some fun twists along it it's also got um steam workshop support now. yeah people are creating their own campaigns for it. hacknet if you don't know hacknet it's like a hacking simulator game 
Um, but it's got a really good difficulty curve where it doesn't overload your brain with commands. You you slowly learn mm. how to crack each bit of the security. Yeah, yeah, you're typing yeah. into like a command prompt terminal type yeah. thing, which means you've got to use like old commands like to delete a file. You've got to type in rm and the file path and name. And just uh, learning that it, dr- it trickles that stuff into your brain very well. Mm. Like that's that's a that's an, another recommendation on really this podcast. Um, <laughs> and like some of the extensions are really good. Like the, the mm. use create campaign. I'm playing one right now called Hellsec. Oh, that's the just, top rated one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's really well made. Like mm. uh, I nearly played another one. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but the I checked out the creator and it was a guy with a Trump icon who had got Trump's inauguration speech in their profile and it was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for what this is going to bring <laughs> as, a, as oh, an experience. Maybe I'll make one where you, you hack into the PC Gamer server and delete the issue or something. That would <laughs> at, actually at be, be quite At the behest funny. of a rival... Uh, <laughs> Rival publication. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I might have to play around with that, and that maybe we might release a little campaign for the for you lot. We'll put it listeners. In, we'll put it in top ten downloads, and then <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be fun. That'd be really good. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, I uh, I keep me. I w- I will play that at some point because even though I'll be honest, like I just cannot typing in commands as a as a fun interaction. I cannot process why that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, even though I know that there's quite a few games uh, like this, like Human Duskers, Resources Machine, yeah. and you know where where this is now. Uh, you know, uh, or Pony Island has some of that as well. Is that right? Um, yeah, maybe. It's been so long ago. That, that was like a year and a half ago. Pony that's Island just a came lot of games. Out. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, Luckily, a lot of it you can just click. Uh, if you want to go into a file directory, you can just click. Through yeah, there is like a visual element yeah. as well, although not everything can be done nah. via it. But, mm, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it might be one to pick up in a Steam sale then. Yeah. Uh, the only other big thing I was going to say that's coming out this year is probably Gwent as well. Um, yeah, you'll probably get like you'll probably get one campaign of that this year as well. So I think there's gonna yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of like I don't think there's gonna be any like one strong thing where everybody converges. I think like yeah, game nice of the years in general will be a lot more interesting this year, except for play places that can vote for Breath of the Wild because I'm sure that will dominate. Zelda's yeah. gonna sweep it, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. But like for you know us and RPS and all the PC related places, I think we'll all have very different takes on yeah. what we gravitate. They I mean like. I'm looking forward to Dirt 4 because I've really mm. like I, I enjoyed yeah. Dirt Rally, but I sort of quite enjoyed the more arcadey versions of Dirt, like Dirt 3 and stuff, and mm. something that blends the two of those. I'm really interested in, so I want to see how that comes out. Yeah, I'm reviewing that. I'm looking forward to playing mm. that. That could be mm. a really strong contender for me. Like, I think I think personal preference is going to really define what everybody comes away with this year. Yeah. As being. Also, I've got time to play things like Anacronox. To respect Tony Ellis, who recently <laughs> departed. Yeah, he's still alive. Not, he's not, not this going. mortal coil. No, just <laughs> the office. Uh, this magazine. Um, but he voted for Anacronox every year in the top 100, uh, so I thought I'll check it out and maybe it'll be worth. That's the game where the mouse cursor is uh, is an in universe thing? The uh, mouse cursor is your dead secretary who was digitized <laughs> by you because you're too useless to get through life on your own. That's amazing. That's like, yeah. Imagine seeing that in a game published by like. Square Enix now, you know, it just it never happened. Right? I originally found it like a bit like, okay, well, this is kind of you know a fairly standard adventure with some JRPG combat, but like the further I get into it, the weirder it's getting, and I'm quite appreciating it now. I'm really enjoying it now. You need to write a reinstall for us on that, probably actually. Yeah, yeah that's good. Either reinstall a while or something, mm. but um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, uh, thanks for joining me, guys, on this podcast. Hey. Goodbye to Andy Kelly. Farewell. Farewell. Yeah. Who um, will still be on the podcast once a month. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so yes thank you very much for your questions and for listening if you leave us a review on itunes i'd greatly appreciate it it helps us grow our little podcast community and uh, helps us find more pc gamer readers who might want to check us out so that'd be appreciated um you can also tweet us some questions at pc gamer pod and uh, we have a magazine out tomorrow from when i'm saying this which is the first of june uh, which has total war warhammer 2 on the cover um, it comes with free DLC for Total War Warhammer 1 as well in the print version, which is uh, a very a fine gift indeed, I believe. And uh, yeah, there's lots of other cool stuff in there about side quests and uh, it's like a review special in there. What else is in there? Call of Duty, World War Two. Yep, all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, I did a reinstall on Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. Yes. Um, Interview with Tim Schafer about yes. full, reminiscing about Full Throttle with some cool concept art dug out of the Lucas Arts mm. archives. It's, and yeah, gorgeous-looking feature, mm. and that's on shelves for I mean, five ninety-nine. There's got to be some good stuff in there because it was such a fucker to make. <laughs> I don't remember them anymore. They're all fucker to make. <laughs> I sort of, I ge- genuinely like. I cannot tell you the difference between that deadline and the previous one because they're all just like, well, I guess, I guess I'm going to be tired for a week. <laughs> um, so yes, this is largely why I made the fast food uh, twine game so people could um, see what a horrible life I have as a middle-class editor of a video games <laughs> magazine. It's so tough. Hardest job in the world. Um, yeah okay thank you for listening you can also check out our content at pcgamer.com sorry I said content there and we'll be back next week 